this is Jamie Andelin, and you are listening to my podcast, Your Turn on Desire. I am a wife and a mother. I'm a women's sexuality coach, and I'm an intimacy advocate. But enough about me, because this podcast is all about you and helping you learn how to enjoy sex and look forward to sex in your marriage. Hello, I am so glad you're here today. This is a special episode because I'm going to be sharing a segment of the welcome video that is in my new year, new sex life program that I'm currently enrolling in. I'm going to share it with you today. As I was creating content and adding it to the modules that are going to be starting to release every week this year for the program, I was listening to this one. I thought, oh my goodness, there's so much in here, <laughs> like so much that I wanted to share it with um, you. I wanted to share it with you. So even if you're not in the program um, yet, if you haven't enrolled yet, you get a little, a little snippet of what we're, you know, some basics of things that we're going to be going over. And I think that there's a lot of like frameworks that will shift for you as you're listening to this video. Before you hear the clip from my welcome video in my program, I just wanted to let you know that at some point during this episode, as I was recording, my husband gets in the shower, and so you can kind of hear the water in the background. So if you hear that, you can just tell your brain, oh, (laughs) that's just the shower on in the background. That's what that noise is, and then it'll stop you from being distracted. Uh, I record almost all of my podcast episodes in my closet, so sometimes we'll hear a toilet flushing or (laughs) children running down the hallway or a husband in the shower in the background. Just FYI. Our sex lives are a mixture of emotional, mental, relational, and spiritual, as well as physical. If we limit our sex lives to a physical experience, you'll limit your growth in this area. And when you limit your growth and evolution, when it comes to sex, you'll experience a lot of unnecessary frustrations and misunderstandings. I do not want this for you. I want the intimacy between the two of you to increase. Um, but you're probably here because your sexual experience has been limited, most likely to a physical experience. And so you're noticing like some frustrations and unnecessary sufferings and pains because there's not a whole lot of people who understand the whole sexual process as it pertains to couples, especially in marriages, long-term monogamous marriages. (laughs) Um, So um, let's talk about what increases sexual desire, okay? An increase of intimacy and maturity in yourself and your relationship. This is what increases sexual desire. A lot of people think that if they increase the amount of sex they are having, that desire for sex will increase. But this isn't true. The good, fun, easy, satisfying sex life that married couples are seeking comes from maturing and growing your capacity for intimacy. Great sex is the fruit of an emotionally and sexually mature marriage. And an emotionally and sexually mature marriage happens when each individual in the marriage matures how they relate to sex and to each other. We're going to have a whole section on 
non-sexual intimacy, which is going to be really important for you to learn. So look forward to that coming up in the next few months. I want to invite you to consider that you're in a relationship with the sexual part of yourself. You are also in a different relationship with your spouse's desire for sex and in a different relationship with your spouse's sexuality. So what is sexuality? I just want to take a minute to explain this. In a, in, a, in a basic way, we're going to get more into it as we continue throughout the year and you'll understand better, but pretty much sexuality is a foundational part of who we are as humans. So just like we have a digestive tract or a brain or a heart, these are all parts of us. We are not these parts, um, but they are a part of us. And our sexuality is a part of us that we can use for good or bad. Sexuality in and of itself isn't bad or good. It just is. It exists and then we get to decide how to use it or to not use it. And then we can take a look at what the results are that we are creating in our life by using our sexuality or not. We can ask ourselves, do we like the results we're experiencing in our sexuality and our sex lives? If what you are doing is creating an experience that you enjoy, then keep doing what you're doing. If you don't like the results, then what you're doing is no longer working for you and you can change how you are thinking, relating, responding, and behaving with your sexuality. We're going to learn more about this throughout the year, but I like to say that if you do not deal with your sexuality, then eventually it's going to deal with you. Meaning if you avoid it, um, if you think it's inconvenient, if you don't want to spend time confronting some things about your sexuality, then eventually it will come to deal with you meaning like maybe you're going to be suffering in your marriage. Um, you're going to be feeling an overall sense of maybe lack or, um, you know, that feeling of kind of going through the motions, but, but not this like thriving feeling. Um, when you pay attention to your sexuality, especially in a good way, you, you know, it doesn't deal with you, meaning your marriage is happier. Your overall well-being is happier. You have a sense of peace in your life and you feel more whole and complete and so I'm assuming everyone is here because they want to deal with the, the sexual part of themselves so that it doesn't deal with them in the big picture. So just like if we don't deal with our health, then it will deal with us in the form of, you know, being unhealthy, sore backs, you know, um, health problems that can come up that, that then we have to deal with. So, but if we take the time to deal with our health by eating nutritious foods and, and if we're experiencing discomfort in our body, taking the time to learn what that is, strengthening our muscles and our bones, like if we take the time to do this, it won't deal with us later. So sexuality is the same thing just because it's a part of us. If we can think about something, then we have a relationship with that thing. So because you're in a relationship with all these different areas of, of your sexuality, your spouse's sexuality, um, then this isn't just a one-time thing that you do or a shift that you make. You will always be in a relationship with these things and you will always be considering and being considerate and intentional about working on these relationships. And at first it's gonna be harder because it's different. You know, it's you're, you're forming new behaviors, new patterns but it gets easier and more delightful than just part of your life as you go. It's an honor to be in a relationship. And when you think of it this way, as opposed to this is so much work, you know, that really sends the message to your spouse that they are worth this investment of your time and energy. And it sends the message to you that you are worth the investment of your time and energy that you're going to spend developing a peaceful, healthy relationship with sexuality in general, plus the one that you have with your spouse. So congratulations on being brave and courageous and devoting yourself to this beautiful evolution. The next three modules are full of content that you will want to refer back to as often as possible for reminders, but also because as we evolve and mature, we hear things differently and 
every new things will stand out to you. But the next three modules are to prepare you for this work that you'll be doing all year. You've got this. So I'm also here. If you need me, join the Slack group to get support, ask questions and connect. And I will see you in all the other modules. Thank you for taking the time to listen to that segment. I know that it's going to help you just to have some of those things running through your mind, the things that we'll be working on this year. And that was just the very beginning, like the first five minutes. And there's so many more um, modules that are currently available right now. And I'll explain that later. But I wanted to talk to you also today um, about a couple of things I mentioned in this video. Um, one of them was your sexuality coming to deal with you. Um, but another thing that I want to talk about that isn't mentioned in this video is that desire needs incentive to show up. And desire is much more of an emotional, mental, relational experience than a physical one. The physical experience is called arousal. And arousal and desire are not the same thing. And you can be aroused but have no desire for sex. Side note, there's been a lot of studies done recently on women and women can be very aroused by many things. They can be aroused by a sunset. They can be aroused by a song or a feeling that they're having or something someone says or something they see or something they taste, but their desire doesn't always appear with the arousal. They're very, they're two separate things. And also what has been discovered, and I think when I say this, everyone will know that that's true, that women can be aroused, but they are very, very picky on who they act on that arousal with or if they act on it. And this is that pickiness tends to shut down their desire, but the pickiness is also something that um, kind of puts the pressure on their partner to evolve and mature in the ways that are required for a healthy sexual relationship to be between them so that, you know, everyone's evolving and maturing so that desire has an incentive to show up with the arousal. She will be less and less picky when she understands her arousal and her desire and, you know, has a healthier, mature relationship with her sexuality. But I just thought that was fascinating. So, as in the program this year, when we talking about the differences between arousal and desire and how to, you know, increase each one of those. And I will say that to like the other thing I wanted to talk about was how our sexuality comes to deal with us. So when we stop avoiding our sexuality and learn how to deal with the sexual part of ourselves, then this is called dealing with our sexuality. And if we don't deal with our sexuality, it will come to deal with us later. When my sexuality came to deal with me, it looked like an unhappy marriage with a very awkward bedtime. You know, when you are getting ready for bed and it's like you have that thought looming over you. He wants sex and I don't want to. There's so many other things I want to do or I just want to sleep or... I just don't find it pleasurable and this is so hard. Like, oh, just that looming awkward bedtime is what happened for me. There were conversations about ending the marriage and separation. 
My husband had brought this up a few times saying like, do you just not love me? Do you want to get divorced? And Of course, my answer was, yes, I love you. And no, I don't want a divorce. What I want is to be together in a beautiful way where this sex thing is not an issue between us. Or if we're talking about sex, it's because we're having fun and it's a it's a place we go together where we refuel and rejuvenate and that's what I want. I I I was so I was so full of feeling broken and had a lot of heartache and my husband was so full of rejection that I could see why a lot of people would think like, well then I guess this is where we end, you know, (laughs) but I just don't believe that that is the only option. I don't believe that the, you know, ways we should be in a marriage are we struggle or we leave. (laughs) So I was like, there's got to be more tools in our toolbox that we can use to change this, to change all of this for the better. And what I really, really wanted was to be able to get over my aversion to sex, to stop avoiding anything that was making me feel pressure around sex, to to want to touch my husband, to want him to touch me. I wanted to look forward to sex. Like These are the things that I actually wanted not a divorce, not to separate, not to stay in our struggles. I wanted them fixed. I just remember feeling so confused why if I loved someone, I didn't desire sex with them. (laughs) So it was really good for me to start dealing with my sexuality because this is how I figured out why there's a difference between love and attraction and arousal and desire. And most of us tend to lump all these into one thing in marriage and they're not, they're separate. And so they need to be dealt with um, on an individual level and a personal level inside yourself. And then you'll start showing up to the marriage in different ways. And this is what starts making your sex life a place of joy instead of frustration. There was disconnect and arguing over the stupidest things you know because when you're not truly intimately connected little things can happen and you just feel so passive aggressive or or we're saying and doing things to kind of pick fights or um it just causes more disconnection and so even like the stupidest things like your husband may say something And you may think he looks at you weird and this just causes more disconnect. And so just the stupidest things were causing me to feel frustrated and annoyed with him. And even like walking down the hallway, I would like turn my shoulders because I I didn't want to touch him. And though I loved him, I was just showing up in kind of ridiculous ways. And it was because I wasn't dealing with the sexual part of myself Um, there was a lot of loss of fun and a lot of loss in playfulness between us. It just, there wasn't a whole lot of lightheartedness. Every, everything just felt really, you know, survival, like checklist, things we have to do, going through the motions of life. Um, there was a lot of heartache. 
I know I felt a lot of heartache because every time my husband initiated that like we aren't having enough sex talk, I, I just felt broken and I, I didn't know how to fix it and he didn't know what the real cause is of my low desire was like neither did I really and so this conversation was so unproductive because it wasn't getting to the core of what was actually going on with me and how we were relating each other and the frameworks and beliefs he had around sexuality and femininity and masculinity and the beliefs I had around these things as well like just wasn't getting to that so I was just left with a lot of heartache and then he was left with a lot of rejection because he had tied sexual intimacy to um, like um, being chosen and desired and loved. And so if I was saying no to sexual intimacy, he took this personally as if I was saying, no, I don't want more deep, intimate connection with you, though that was not the case. And that was, you know, he was misreading me that's how he was perceiving my nose to sex and so the, he just felt so rejected because instead of him seeing like a no to sex it was a no to deeply connecting with him which is like so hurtful it'd be like if I wanted him to know me better and he was like no I don't really feel like getting to know you better I'd be like what you know it just feels so hurtful there's so much rejection there and I felt rejection too because I kept wanting him to give send me messages and his words and his actions and the way he was being that would make me feel like I was more to him than someone he like was physically attracted to or you know wanted to have sex with and though I knew he wasn't this kind of man who was only focused on sex it it just I felt like I was getting it all tangled up and I and I I would have these misconceptions of him these misunderstandings of him and I would think does he only want sex? No, that's not true. He wants, you know, he likes me. He loves me. He's very kind. You know, he loves our family, but still I kind of feel like he's only wanting sex. <laughs> so it was so confusing. Um, we, another way my sexuality came to deal with me is the unproductive and frustrating conversations about sex that caused the broken hearts um, for each of us, every time we talked about sex, it was unproductive. It was horrible. Another way my sexuality came to deal with me was I felt lost. I felt confused. I felt misunderstood. I mean, I was okay in my life. Um, I could get up and I could live my life and be relatively happy. And I had some good relationships and friends and I, loved my husband. We had created a good life together. We had a home. We could make our mortgage payments and pay the bills. You know, this is all great. But there was still this part of me that kind of felt unsettled. And I seemed to have a lot of like anxiety that I lived with. And I I, I didn't really feel whole and complete. And there was always something missing and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I lived with that for a long time, longer than I wish I would have when I could have just dealt with my sexuality and been a whole woman, felt so much better. We were often caught in the trap of blaming each other for things. And I've talked about this before on the podcast where we're kind of playing this like control tennis, like, well, if you do this, then I would do this. Well, you did this, (laughs) you know, and these were how our conversations would go oh, daily, weekly, we would have some kind of conversation where that was this back and forth, like blaming each other for why things weren't working the way 
one of us wanted them to work. Another way my sexuality came to deal with me was just this, I didn't know any better, but I was waiting for him to change before I allowed myself to change. This never works. This takes light years when we do this. And of course, this is how I thought it was. Like if he would change all these things about himself, like if he, you know, was it just a different person? <laughs> he was the kind of man that, you know, other women had, like he, he enjoyed talking or he liked to have fun with me, even though it might not lead to sex later. You know, these, if he would just do those things, then our sexual relationship would be so much easier. But waiting for him to become like a different person with different behaviors never worked. It was taking us light years. And so it wasn't until I decided to deal with my sexuality that I was starting to evolve and mature in ways that were kind of surprising to me. And it was inspiring to my husband. And, per, you know, our conversations were different from this point. I, I could have way more productive conversations with him because I was a different person at this point. And the way I spoke and the way I thought and the way I confronted myself and the way I brought attention to things with him was different. And it was so much more inviting to him. And he responded very differently to me and I was responding differently to him. And this is what started to change both of us. And he started to become someone who was more talkative and could connect more easily with me and started planning fun things that weren't connected to sex and my dealing with my sexuality and opening up to this part of myself actually taught him to open up emotionally. So that was pretty awesome. And this is the case with every single one of my clients. As, as she learns to open up more sexually, he learns to open up more emotionally. And it's whoever goes first, really. <laughs> so like, if you're a husband listening to this, when you learn to open up more emotionally, you know, you develop that emotional muscle and that intimacy muscle and you start opening that up, she ten it tends to invite her in to open up more sexually. And if you're a woman with a low desire and you start to do the work to increase your desire and to give it your desire an incentive to show up and you start opening up sexually, then this helps him to, it invites him to open up more emotionally. A couple other things that happened when I wasn't dealing with my sexuality was I actually had a lot of numbness. So I didn't feel a lot of sensations when we were having sex. And I had some pain during intercourse and a lot of cramping after sex or after an orgasm. It was kind of strange. And there was just so many things I didn't know because I wasn't taking the time to confront and deal with my sexuality. I thought that it was inconvenient. I thought that it was a bother. You know, I had all these preconceived ideas and frameworks around sex and sexuality that um, that just were not helpful, that were keeping that part of me from being healthy and actually caring for that part of me and, and strengthening my muscles down there and, and processing my emotions and, and going through the steps that were needed so that my sexual desire could actually increase and my sexuality could actually be something that was a healthy part of me. Um, I also had a lot of missed opportunities for more love, joy, and great sexual pleasure. And I actually get kind of sad when I think about how long I let myself suffer 
by not dealing with my sexuality, by not bringing the sexual part of myself into my life, by not integrating my sexuality into my relationship. And it was just a lot of missed opportunities. And that's what I'm more concerned about with everyone that's listening to this podcast with you is like all the missed opportunities when we don't take time to actually deal with the sexual part of ourselves. So, you know, dealing with our sexuality is really important to me and it can, can it transforms your sex life. So that is why I have my new online program that is in that I'm enrolling right now. It's a year long program. I am so excited about this program. Um, I do want to say like, if you haven't mastered this art of desire, you're not alone because it can be very difficult to do on your own. And it can take light years before you're enjoying a magnificent sex life that's free of contention and confusion and it almost feels like you're fighting against a culture and you're bombarded with lies and misinformation daily, even by your well-meaning loved ones. So if you're tired of struggling unnecessarily, I'm here for you. Mastering the art of sexual desire alongside me as your guide and mentor makes it so much easier and enjoyable. Plus, it speeds up your progress because you're actually doing the actual work (laughs) that strengthens your sexuality and confronts your sexuality and brings pleasure and delight and desire to the party. So what I want for you to experience this year is that you stop worrying about the next heartbreaking, we need to have more sex talk initiated by your husband and instead experience peace laying in bed with your husband every night. I'm enrolling in my online program right now Enrollment will not be forever. It will be closing in February, so I wouldn't wait. The next time I open enrollment for this program will be next year at this time. It's called New Year, New Sex Life. You enroll once and you receive lifetime access to all the content and all the updates that I add, and I plan on updating every year, and you'll have a lifetime access to that. You'll have brand new content released weekly. This is never before seen in any of my courses online, not in my podcast, not anywhere. It's brand new created content for you every single week. You're going to have access to all my other courses as a bonus throughout the year, including the two new courses I'm currently working on and any other courses that I create this year. Those will be added to the program and you will have access to those lifetime. I cannot express how amazing this program is. There's going to be live calls. Right now, there's a schedule for a call every month, but I reserve the right to add calls as I see fit, depending on what's needed. We also have a private community so that in between the live calls, you can have daily support if needed. You can go in there and ask questions and you can connect. Um, I will be in there checking in on everyone, answering questions. This is where you'll put your questions for our live calls. A lot of times I will just answer the questions in the community because sometimes they'll be best just answered right then and there. Other questions I will save for the live calls. And then if you show up on the call, you can actually ask more questions on the call and get some extra personal help too. Same thing with the community. You can get personal help in there. Plus, I add extra resources in the community as well, things that are not included in the course curriculum um, that aren't included in my 
other courses. I'm going to be having special guests come in. I mean, it's just, it's a whole wonderful thing. It's a whole vibe. I love it so much. This program will blow your mind. You won't even know what happened to your sexual desire, but you will love that you won't feel like there's an aspect of you that causes disconnect in your marriage anymore. If this sounds like something you want for yourself, the details are in the link in this podcast episode. You can also go to my Instagram account and click on my bio. There's a link there with all the details. When you enroll, you instantly have access to my course called Six Secrets to Connection. You'll have access to a brand new welcome video on sexual maturity. And then you have three modules on what to expect when you first start this journey and what to do. And then there's a module on how to speed up your progress. And then there's a bonus section with two modules that are already in there. So right when you sign up, you have access to all that right away. And then starting the first week of January, more content is being released. Um, Our first live call will be on January 24th. We'd love to have you there. So check the details of this podcast episode and click on the link so you can go check that out and enroll. ASAP. We would love it. Thanks for tuning in today. I love being connected to you in this way. See you soon.